Today on The Breakdown, Burger King versus McDonald's, Coca-Cola versus PepsiCo, peanut butter v. jelly. That's what we're talking about here because we are heads up in a $5,200 online event and we have two of the best, one of whom you may have never heard of before. But let me tell you, this dude is a beast. <laughs> really, though, it's Elis Parsonin, one of the greatest PLO players online, maybe ever. Absolute crusher. And he's up against, well, just a straight up crusher. Christoph Vogel saying these guys are heads up. There's a lot of money on the line. And guess what? They're about to play a super interesting hand against each other. Super interesting. What do you do when you're a great young player, but you're up against a computer-like mind? We'll get into it right now in the breakdown. With Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. All right. (laughs) So... One of these comparisons is not like the other. Yeah. Burger King versus McDonald's. Yeah. Coke versus Pepsi. Sure. Peanut butter versus jelly. Which one's the outlier? Let's see how smart you are, lovey. Coke, Pepsi, because they're drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the answer. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly are not comparable. They're complementary. Well, it depends on what part of the world you're like in. It's not like you take a Big Mac and a Whopper and you smash them together and you're like, no, I have a sandwich. I mean, some people might do that. Oh, some people might do that. Oh, I see. But it's not common like peanut butter and jelly being used in tandem to elicit taste bud delight. So you don't think there's any part of the world where people have a peanut butter sandwich or a jelly sandwich, but, and not, they get but mad, not both? And they, they have like a competition about which one's better. They're not comparable items. So you're saying you don't think that happens in any part of the world? Is no, that what you're I don't think it does. And, and if your it does, thesis crumbles. If it, if it does happen in some part of the world, I want that place to be bombed into obscurity. That's how I feel wow. about that. By the way, obscurity, not oblivion. It would already be pretty obscure because since you haven't heard of them. It's already so been. You're, so it's you're already assuming, obscure. You're assuming my global knowledge is pretty extensive. Then, <laughs> well, it's obscure enough that you don't that, know. This is it. how we define obscure places. <laughs> Does Grant Edison know about that? That's fair, isn't it? For from a United States point of view, anyway. Don't you think that's fair? Probably. Yeah. I mean, have you heard of old geographic? Have you heard of knowledge? Uzbekistan? Yes. Okay. Not super obscure then. Have you heard of, uh, you know, Stingray City? No. Okay, but that's a place too. Where is that? It's in the Caribbean. Okay. It's quite wonderful. So you went there. I did actually. It's, it's not. In, it's, it's not actually. It's Trinidad, not actually. It's in Trinidad then. No, it's not. Um, it's actually not called Stingray City. It's that's why like, it's it's colloquial name because ah. all the stingrays are there and you can swim with them and stuff. No, it's. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right Great now. Great job. But you you if you would, but you haven't heard of it. So the point remains. The thesis crumbles. Peanut butter v jelly. Let's go. Right, also, let's, let's also focus. no. Let me say this. It's important to say this. It's important. A better. It isn't that interesting when you've got like. Clear competitor against clear competitor. It's better when the hound and the mountain, who were brothers once, who grew up together, who were th- went through so much, now are on opposite sides. Peanut now butter, fight to the death. Peanut butter and jelly are not fighting. They're friends. You will kill jelly. <laughs> and you know, I think maybe your your other two comparisons though were pretty apt. Yeah. Considering like Vogel saying is like a, a beastly beast, and and Elo's person is like a oh, maybe a beast, you know, type of guy. Wow. Um, that's his voice. I actually recorded it. <laughs> oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize that. Uh, but like, 
Clearly, Coke has defeated Pepsi from a market share perspective. No question. Clearly, McDonald's has defeated Burger King from a market share perspective. Monster. Do you know what extent McDonald's has of the fast food market? I know this because of a friend in advertising who used to work on a Taco Bell account. Why don't you just tell me? Okay. (laughs) All of Taco Bell's sales, which are very impressive, equal about the sales annually of McDonald's apple pie. Really? Yeah. Oh, well... McDonald's is a worldwide brand and Taco Bell isn't, right? So that helps. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. I will say this, though, to your point, is that the golden arches of McDonald's are more widely recognized around the world than the Christian cross. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty incredible. That's from a Thomas I mean, they do tend to glow more, which helps. Yeah. Also, you know, no matter what religion you are, you might have a McDonald's down the street. Yeah. So that's part of it. But still, kind of impressive. Yeah. Like... Says a lot. Those McDonald's brothers, you know, they probably shouldn't have sold the whole thing for like a million bucks. Yeah, they didn't do so, too well. Ray Kroc did okay. Yeah, he did. It's about the land. Yep. It's not about the stores. That's it's right. about the land. That's the whole trick of it. The founder. Great movie. Underrated movie. No one ever talks about a great movie. Michael I'd call, it, I'd call it pretty good. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'm overstating. You're right. It's pretty good. Could have been great. Was still pretty darn good. I've, I've watched it at least two or three times. I really enjoy it each time. But it's not sharp. It's not like Wolf of Wall Street or Big Short kind of like, it's not like sharp and awesome. Yeah. I'll agree with you that. Yeah. It could have been, but it wasn't. Still a good movie. Yeah. Watch it. Why not? Why don't you watch it? And while you're doing it, if you're made of jelly, why don't you strangle someone made of peanut butter along the way? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... Till they're dead. It's a type of violence that's probably fine to elicit because it will never happen. I was just thinking about the courtroom proceeding where the guy's like, I see myself as being made out of jelly. And I saw that guy as being made out of peanut butter. <laughs> and when Jonathan Levy said that, I then listened to him. And that is why I've killed him. And I believe Jonathan o- Levy now owes me well, $10 million. There, there are there are people out there who are mentally unstable enough yeah. to maybe think that way. So, so let me just say, I don't mean it. Please don't kill anyone made of peanut butter if you're okay. made of jelly. Or, or really anyone, no matter what they're made of, just don't kill people. I think we've covered ourselves legally. This is a wide-ranging opening yet again. <laughs> yeah. Beasts, remember? If you're going to kill somebody, don't blame us for it. <laughs> that's, okay. Maybe that's more realistic yeah. than just don't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our fault. Yeah. We're just two guys sitting in a living room talking. Talking about poker? Talking about life. Talking about life. Poker is life, man. That's what Whoa. people think. I love that. <laughs> There's... There's so many adages, not really adages, but kind of general thoughts surrounding poker that that sound cool and sound right, but people say them too much and they're not true. Like, poker is just like a perfect microcosm of life. Like, Do people oh. really say that? Yeah, I've heard people say that a lot. You know what I get all the time? And this is specific to me because I was a psychology major in college and like I'm good at poker. And if I get in a discussion with people at the poker table and somehow education comes up and they're like, what did you major in? I say psychology. They're like, oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, no, I, I get where you're going, but it doesn't. No, it, it does has not. nothing to do with yeah. it at all. It's like psychology academically is like about studies and like P values and shit. It's not useful in poker. It's not like I'm like, okay, what would Freud think about the way this guy? Bet? I mean, there's no, yeah. there's really nothing to draw yeah. on there, really, right. right? Yeah, but I, but I understand why people do it. Yeah, I said that. I get it. I get it. I feel like my background, which is uh, theater, acting. It's perfect. It's not terrible. And then actually when I was doing all my autism work, for those of you who don't know, I was an autism expert for years and years, uh, where I spent time like observing, you know, taking notes. You still are, right? Like if COVID COVID hadn't hit, you had like at least a call or two that you were going to go help families with, right? 
Um, I was act- I actually still have a, a family in Tennessee where I have, I have, they paid me over a year ago. I still have all their money <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then yeah, I assume at some point I will either I'll refund them or I'll go down there, but they paid me a significant sum to go work with them for a, a few days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's like, so I do a little bit of that still too, but man. it's, but COVID made it even easier to not do any of that. A man of many hats. That's me. Yeah. But what were we talking about? I don't know. Peanut butter. <laughs> I love me some peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> How do yeah. we get to poker, the psychology, theater, How all do we that get stuff? To the Who cares? We get to. Who cares? It's a lovely thing either way. Hey, let's talk about the Halo. Why don't we? It's under ten minutes. Let's get there. Okay. Unless you got more to say. No, no, no. I'm all in. All right. <laughs> like, like they say in poker. All right. So I'm just gonna say what I wrote down for who suggested this hand because I actually wrote it this way. Okay. Casper fucking Quack. Because he's suggesting all of the good hands. Yeah. Casper Quack is destroying all of you. You're nothing compared to Casper <laughs> Quack. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that. You're nothing. He is jelly. You are made of peanuts. <laughs> he's coming for all I of mean, you. he is making a significant run at potential goat stuff here. Like, let's, let's get him on Mount Rushmore before we start talking about being the goat. Okay? Has there ever been a run this good? I think there has been. Brian I would say that's what I, not as good as this. Oh, run. I think you know you're you're blinded by memory and history. Recency bias. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're blinded by idealization. I think you're blinded. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard to know, really. Yeah. But Brian with a Y was on a huge, long, very impressive kick. I'm for just so going to go ahead and look at some evidence here because. Oh boy. I'm going to just tell you how many suggestions okay. Casper Quack's been making recently. And by the way, have we ever had one that we didn't like from Casper Quack? I will say this. On this one, you said, uh, you were like, should, I, should we do this hand? I, didn't, I don't know anything about the hand even now. Um, but, and you said Casper Quack did it. And you're like, obviously, I said, obviously, we're going to end up doing it if he suggested it. And you're like, yeah, I don't even know why I asked that question. Yeah. Like, it's so, so guaranteed that we're doing it. All right. So as of the recording of this episode, the hand that we're going to do is one of two that he suggested yeah. three hours ago. That was just three hours ago. Then um, yesterday, there was one. Good. This That's is three. Already very impressive. I mean, you know what? Let's send him a medal right now. It's three suggestions. It's March, it's March 2nd. Uh, February 27th, there were two more suggestions uh-huh. from Casper Quack. Let's see here. That's five. I mean, it's good, but like, really? We're going to build him a, a wing in the uh, Hall February of Fame 25th, now? there's another suggestion. I mean, this is, this is more prolific than anybody has ever been. Yeah, I think, I think this is recency bias. Really? Yep. You don't believe in Casper Quack the way I do? I don't know if anyone could believe in anything the way you believe in Casper <laughs> Quack right now. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> but the thing is, he's also suggesting a lot of hands that are just like, he's the only suggester, and it's a fucking good hand. Yeah. Like, no, I'll, that's the cool thing is these are not like... Like, so often when we get suggestions from people, uh, even people who are like Hall of Famers, sometimes they'll pick stuff we've already done um, which is understandable. It's been six years. Uh, or a hand that's like, we're like, eh, nah, I don't think so. Casper doesn't have that problem. Casper, like, always gets a good at bat. You know yeah. what I mean? He's going to get his hacks in there. He may not always hit a home run. Not always, but, like, he's always going to take good swings at the ball. Yep. If that made any so sense. So good fucking job, Casper. He yeah. suggested, by the way, the video hand from a couple weeks ago, uh, Limitless, the Limitless hand that was, like, one of the most cool hands we've done for a long time. Mm. That was a cool hand. He was the only suggester. Yeah. So good job, Casper. Okay. Maybe we could take this five-minute break, 
get back to the hand now because good lord he needed to be acknowledged yet again let's let's begin 75k 150k okay are the blinds we are heads up for this it's called the titan series i believe this is their high roller which is 5200 dollars. the difference between first and second is about 45k uh and we've got the elites playing vogel saying against elis parsonen which is just kind of a fun name to say elis parsonen yeah not, not fun to play PLO against. No, apparently not. Apparently crushes the PLO. Apparently he was the best, uh, mo- most winning player on PokerStars in uh, 2018 and 2019 on PLO, apparently. That's pretty good. Yes. He also won the PLO Masters mm. in 2020. So I'm just saying, like, I'd rather play, like, hopscotch against him if I had to pay. Or maybe hold him. If you're Christoph Vogel yeah. saying, I'll hold him expert, especially would, tournament hold him. I would say that sounds pretty good. So that's good for Christoph. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's in the small blind slash button. He's got 7.2 million, which is about 49 bigs. He's the effective stack. He's got Ace of Hearts, Queen of Spades. He's going to make it 345K. Elis in the big blind has way more chips, has 10.9 million. So not way more, but, you know, significantly more. Okay. Uh, than Vogel saying 7.2 million. Calls with six, seven off. Six of Hearts, seven of Spades. No complaints here, huh? I got nothing. I'm totally down. Everything's cool. Pot's about 727K. The flop is ace of clubs, seven of diamonds, four of diamonds. So we've got middle pair against top pair. Yeah. This is going to go pretty standard, wouldn't you expect? I would expect we see a check, a relatively small bet, and a call. That's what we got. Yeah. Elis checks. Vogel saying bets 218 into 727. Sure. Elis calls. Yeah. Pots 1.16 million. Okay. Turn is the eight of hearts. So Elis picks up a gut shot to go along with his pair. Yes. He checks. Sure. Should he ever lead this card? Too much showdown value? And with the hand that he actually has, I don't know why he would lead this card. Yeah. Uh, if he had, maybe if he had diamonds, he could sometimes lead this card, and maybe we could balance that with some two pairs that we make sometimes, but mostly I think we're checking. Mostly. Mostly. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't complete, I know it completes 5-6, and it completes 7-8, of course, um, but it doesn't help us that often. Yeah. It's not like way better for us than it is for Vogelsang or anything. All right, so what's going through your mind is Vogelsang, and what's your thought process and plan? Because Elis does mm. check. Okay, first, first thing that's going through my mind is, okay, that's not an ideal card. It's not the best card. I mean, the, only, the only draw came in. Um, correct. Well, diamonds. Oh, yeah, the, the only straight draw came yeah, in. The, the obvious straight draw yeah. comes in. Um, well, yeah, we'd prefer like the two of clubs. That would be the best card, basically, right? Or the two of hearts or something. Um, but this is still a pretty darn good card. Like the seven pairing or the three pairing is worse. Four. Four pairing. Oh, yeah. Seven pairing or the four pairing is worse. Um, a diamond is worse. Yeah. We have a hand that absolutely can still get value against this opponent, right? And which hands are we targeting if we're going to go for value? I think we're targeting both uh, diamonds as well as some actually eight uh, hands that are eights that made a gut shot. Like that, eight, that six, had a gut shot. Eight, six, and eight, five. Exactly. Um, that now have a pretty good pair and have to call. And of course, all aces, because we're beating all aces that are, that are around that aren't aces. We're up. getting three bet by a lot of aces pre-flop. We are, but not all of them. With 49 blinds, we're getting a lot of calls too, I think. Yeah. But maybe like, but this, since this is all middle of the board stuff, some of those are now aces up, the yeah. ones that we're calling, in fairness. But there's still a lot of aces that aren't aces up that we can get. I think there's a lot of hands to get value from, I guess is what I'm saying, still. Okay. I want to bet. We're heads up. I want to bet. How do you want to size it? 1.16 in the pot. It's 
getting a little bit wetter out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do your typical like 60%, well, something like that, like six, 640,000, something like that. I have not looked, by the way, to see how much he actually bet. I have no idea. I don't even know if he bet. He does bet. Okay. He bets 873. Oh, he went like normal, so like sizing up. He's type. really trying to charge the draws. Yeah. Like you still probably have to call with Elis's hand or 86 or 85. I think you do. I don't know what you do with a naked flush draw. I guess you just fold or you could check raise. Those are your only two options. Yeah. You can't call. Maybe if you have the nut flush draw. Oh, that would be nope. the ace. So if you had the king eye flush draw, you wouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. There's just no. Yeah. You just can't do it. So maybe that's his intention is to to make those hands fold out while still getting called by the pair slash gut shot and the, the other aces that are around. This is your typical GTO line, right? The big size up on the turn. Like I size it up somewhat, but really this is more like 80% of the pot is like super normal these days. When you size I, it like this, is an easy fold if you get check raised? That's the question. Um, when you have ace queen, I don't know if it is. But it's not a good spot. It's not a good spot, but if we think diamonds, are, we're sort of forcing diamonds to check raise, right? Or, or if they're going to right, but if they're going to continue, we're forcing them to check raise. So by doing that, maybe we can't fold the hand as good as Ace Queen. I'd say we probably can't because we're mm. they can't really flat. If they're Sam Greenwood, they can flat, but everyone else in the world doesn't call here, right? They fold or they raise. They probably don't fold that often when their heads up specifically, right? They're probably like it's hard for us to have a hand as good as Ace Queen here. That's just not going to be the case very often. So yeah, but obviously. Yeah, okay. I mean, how many better hands do we have? Obviously, we have a bunch. We, we have all the better hands. Yeah, we have every single better hand. <laughs> but think about all of the massive range of hands that we're betting. This is still pretty high up in our distribution. I guess that's a good question. How often are we continuing with air? Like, are we really going to continue with air that often? I think we are on with this like, board. With, uh, like, Queen 10 type hands? It's an interesting question. I wonder if we need to have some kind of equity to continue the turn. Like that's sort of typically the way you'll see it. So then it would be more like Jack 10, nine, 10, Jack nine. Yeah. Um, kind of hands. Um, maybe anything with a five or a six in it. Cause now that's a gutter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, King five suited, something like that would continue. Um, I wonder if, if as Vogel saying, we have such, we think we have enough of a range of advantage. We can just bet a lot of our air as well or not. I typically, mean, that, like we won't see that. too much, though. Yeah, typically, betting, we won't see that. If we're betting queen, ten of hearts, we're betting too much, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so probably we need to have some equity, but probably a gut shot is all it takes. I would think any five, any six, nine, ten, jack, ten, jack, nine, and then all our aces. We can bet all this, and actually, maybe all our diamonds. That feels like a lot we can bet there. Yeah. Ace, queen, then looks like pretty good in that group. Yeah. We do have, of course, we have sets. Of course, we have aces up. We have other two pair hands. We, have, we do have the straight. But ace-queen is still pretty high up there. It's good. It's not amazing. I think it's probably just a little too good to really fold. Well, let's find out. Or oh. will we? Will we? Is no. he going to raise? Oh. He's going to call. Elis is going to call, but I think this is worth discussing. When, okay. when Vogelsang bets this big. Elis does not have real showdown value with his six here, right? Not too much. Or I disagree. I disagree. He's got showdown value against all the bluffs. He just can't be in any value. Yeah. He's beating all the bluffs. And as we just said, there's going to be some bluffs here. There's going to be some. Yeah. There's going to be all the gut shots. Your equity against those diamonds is not ideal. Well, with one card to come, a pair and a gutter ourselves, it's pretty good. It's not bad, but like... Look, if a diamond comes, we're going to check fold if he bets I want to explore a race. Oh, okay. Is it... Is it worth exploring to think about raising with this hand? It's different than the flop where it's like easy check call makes tons of sense. You know, mm-hmm. like because now the sizing is so, so much. Better. And we block the nuts. That is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with raising is I'm worried that 
we're either ahead or we're getting called by a lot of the range. So like we're going to fold out some things that we're beating right now that we that have equity against us for sure, but that we're still beating and we're doing pretty well against right now with only one card. So to you're come. assuming Vogel saying is checking back with hands like King eight and stuff that is ahead of us, but will oh, likely fold. Interesting question. King eight is an, is an especially, he might be bet folding King eight specifically that may be like the, uh, near the worst of his range here that he's betting. Maybe that's like a made hand. Maybe, but if you think that you has know. plenty of aces in his range, that yeah, that's true. Then maybe he's just checking. He, queen. he certainly could check it back very comfortably. Yeah, eight here. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know what he's doing with king eight, but I think it's close. Maybe maybe sometimes bet, maybe sometimes check for the GTO master. You know, who's going to be balanced and stuff. So you feel like Vogel saying is calling with all of his made hands that he bet. Not all, but I think like a lot of them. That's okay. my belief. Because really, when we talked about the hands, if we're going to only bet bluffs that have equity, which is which makes sense and probably is what we're going to do, as Vogel's saying, okay, it's diamonds and it's straight draws, but that's it. And there aren't that many of those anymore that are like that have no pair along with them anyway. So I don't think we're going to have to bet that much on the other side, that much value to be balanced here. You know, we want to be about 50 50, uh, at least normally in terms of uh, GTO stuff with the sizing that we did, I guess we could bet a little bit more on the bluff side. If we want it, we could be like 55, 45 or something, but, but anything around there is fine. If you're trying to, you know, do it quote correctly, unquote, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like he's going to have a lot of pretty good hands when for value when he's betting yeah. the value hands. And like, so I don't know if we're folding out that many of those. So, my, I agree with all of those things. Yeah. This is one of those spots that I don't feel like there's too many good options, but like, I feel like a, it's tough to figure out what the river plan is when we check call on bricks. Like, yeah. we're just check folding, I guess. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's a good question. Uh, we're check folding unless we feel like he's going to triple barrel a lot. He's Vogel saying, so he's going to triple barrel the right amount. So that's not some help at all. No, right. It does not. Uh, against some players we could, we could really decide yeah. to, to plant a flag and hold on on certain rivers. Right. Uh, with this, I don't know, man, maybe we could see how he sizes it and decide to either call once in a while. We could check raise as a bluff. Cause we do block the nuts. Um, I mean, it all sucks. I feel like it's it's a little strange to decide to to check race here with our hand being still. Sometimes it's just going to be the best hand. Yeah, I know. It's just when he sizes it up this much, it's like, yeah, I don't like how this river is going to go. No, I agree. This, you know, there have to be hands in our range that we call the turn with and fold the river with. And maybe this is just going to be one of them, you know, if we don't improve. Is it, does that mean any pair and gut shot is going to be that? That's not the ace because that becomes a decent portion of the range. Yeah, it does. Uh, I don't know. Um, probably not probably there. Like if we hit the eight, we can call a little more often than if we hit the seven, probably having a five or six in our hand, like we do makes well, the, us want to call a little bit more too. shot is part of that. Of course it is. Yeah. You're right. Of course it is. Um, but that makes us want to call a little bit more, I think having the gutter, but the truth is the pair alone, we may fold without the gutter. Yeah. So, so when we look at the slice of hands that actually make it to the river, like we're going to have the gutter a lot, yeah. right? Not always, but a lot. I mean, if you had like queen six here, queen seven, Queen seven. He would probably fold this turn card, right? At least some of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You'd way rather have queen six. Yeah. For sure. It's weird because if we check raise, we're check raising as a, it's not really a bluff. We're just check raising to deny equity, I guess. Deny equity. Sometimes if we get called, we can still win. 
because we have because we have our own equity, you mean? Yeah. Or like, but not because we're ahead. If we not get caught, we ahead. assume we're losing. Yeah, yeah, not because we're ahead. But Unless we, we're up against an incredible, perfect combo draw. Right, because we have we have decent outs against yeah. the types of hands that Vogel saying will show up with most of the time. Yeah. I just, I, I'm glad we're exploring it. I, it feels like just a mistake to make this check raise, though. It feels like we're just yeah. throwing chips into oblivion here, even though we're sometimes we're going to call here and lose on the river, either because we get bluffed or because he gets there, which sucks, too. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just, it's just a shitty spot. Yeah. Like, this is why the good players bet big on the turn, because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's just, like, this is a much easier decision if Vogel's saying that's 400K, right? Uh-huh. And I, I, I don't mind throwing 400K in there and, and seeing a river. I really like that Vogel saying does size it up. Now, he sizes it up a lot, um, as, as players will now. Um, but I like that rather than being like, well, the straight came in. Oh, so there's some two pairs. I got to be careful. It's like, no, we're heads up. You've got a pretty wide range. I'm sizing this up with my very good hand. And you have to work. You've got to figure it out. Like, yeah, it's your problem. It's not mine until, you know, you show me that it's mine. Like, don't, don't need to have monsters under the bed here. Yeah. So... Yeah. 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 All right. Well, this is going to call. I can't fault it. I think, I think it's the right play. I think it's probably the right play, too. It's just, you know, lesser of evils yeah. at this point. The least evil would be nitrogen sports. Yes. That is not just the lesser of evils. It, I is, have, not, uh, it is not evil. As is a classic advertising technique, mm. I'm going to begin with some bad news. Please. Regarding nitrogen sports. Yes, that's classic. Yeah. Just yesterday was the last day you had to register for the March Madness bracket. We were, we were talking about it. It's your fault if you didn't get in there. Yeah. But $300, they threw into a March Madness bracket for free for our people. All our listeners. nitrogen does that. That's the bad news. Yeah. The good news is it's still an amazing spot when you use the link in the description to sign up for nitrogen sports because that's not the last thing nitrogen is going to do for you. There's the tournament every month where they put way more money than that in. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. We've talked about that to all ends. Extensively. But anything surrounding sports, they're, they're often doing stuff like this March Madness thing where they threw in $300. It's fun. You get to do a bracket, but you also actually have some money that you could win for free. Yeah. That sounds pretty sweet. They do stuff like that for NFL, NBA, all sorts of sports. It's definitely worth just using the link and signing up. Even if you, I mean, like you should go and play and stuff, but if you don't typically do online gambling that much, why not just sign up just so you have it available? Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything. It's signing up, by the way, takes like about a minute. Yeah. It's just an email address and a password. And, uh, and then you get access to things like this. There's just a free roll spot where you could win a few hundred bucks. Um, also true for our fantasy league where they throw money into the fantasy league. Yep. Um, like you said, our, we have a survivor pool. That was a free extra thing. Yep. Like it's really cool. And of course the tournament is outrageous. And if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to any ad we've done I mean, for the they, last they two put years. In the equivalent of, I don't know, because the price of yes. Bitcoin changes over time, but it's well over $10,000 this over the past year they've put in. Oh, you mean like extra money? Extra money. Oh, I think it's more like, oh, over the last year, yeah. right? And if, if Bitcoin holds at its current price, which it probably won't, it's probably going to go up. But if it were to hold, it'll be like another like 35000 like a year from now. Yeah. Have been. I mean, it's just an insane amount of money that they're, they're just giving away, putting in this tournament as, as an overlay. Yeah. So anyway, just get in there and get, gotta do the thing. You just got to use the link it's in, in the description when you sign up. Yeah. It also tells them that you came from us. Which it's is good, good for us. us means it's more likely poker guys content keeps getting made. Yeah. Why do you think we make, keep making all those fucking videos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You bastards. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right. The river is a 10 of hearts. Yeah. After Elis calls. Hey, guess what? I didn't write the uh, size of the pot after the turn. Well, you action. add 60, you're about, you're about 1.75 million to the pot and that'll get you the pot. It's, two, it's uh, 2.91 million. Great. 
2.91 million is in the pot. 10 of hearts on the river. So the board now reads four of diamonds, seven of diamonds, ace of clubs, eight of hearts, 10 of hearts. Yeah. Jack nine got there on the river. Yes, um, it did. Seven, 10 improved, ace, 10 improved. That's about it that that affects, right? I don't think six, nine is there unless it's six, nine of diamonds, which is more yeah. likely in Vogelsang's range than Elis's probably. I mean, 10, eight of diamonds, stuff like that, yeah. but not too much. Right. Elis is going to check again. Okay. Yeah. So now here's that shitty spot. Should Vogelsang bet? If so, how much? It's getting a little bit tougher, but I think it would just be a mistake to check and give a free showdown here. Like we have what is often the best hand. If Elis has an ace, he's probably going to call. We should bet and try and get. He just value. has to have specifically ace nine, ace deuce, ace five, ace six, like uh, or something ace, like that, or ace jack, and like so many of those are going to be three bets preflop. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe he can hero call us sometimes with with non aces too. Like if he had ten x of diamonds, yeah, that, that never raised that turned a combo draw. Yeah, and decided not to raise because it's like uh, I'm just gonna call. Because it's like, ah, I'm just going to call. Yeah. Come on, we've all been there where you're like, uh, I should probably raise, uh, I'm going to call though. And you put the chips out and you're like, I hope that was okay. It probably wasn't. Yeah. He's probably clearer about that stuff than, than most of us. Most likely. Since he's Elis Parsonen. Since he's Elis fucking Parsonen. <laughs> all right. It seems thin to try to get value only from weak races. I don't know if a 10 is going to call us that often. You know, we started 49 blinds deep effective. It's possible we're just not getting three bet that much. Like we're, we're sort of assuming a lot of aces are three betting. Maybe that's just not true. You know, maybe that hasn't been the experience of uh, Vogel saying if that's if that's the case, then we can bet a that's little bit a more freely. That's a pretty fucking generous assumption. I mean, like, ace three, it's head, it's ace deuce. Up, like, ace three, ace deuce aren't necessarily three betting. It's heads up elite competition. There's going to be a lot of three bets with blockers. Sure, but they also are going to want to do things where they call, especially with weaker aces, where they can... Um, call flop top pair and go check call check call check call where it looks like they're at a major range disadvantage but they have top okay pair. let's uh, let's simplify this okay and and i i think i'm being generous to to your current argument to say that we can <laughs> prob- that we can probably give elis half of the currently available combos of weaker aces from vogel sang's perspective okay i don't know if you're being generous or not but okay i think that's fine so around half fine probably which is, you know, not that many after you remove the ace that Fogelsang has in his hand. There's also an ace on the board. I should know. remove that one, too. Yeah, we're going to remove all of those. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're trying to get value from those. Well, the thing is, because we got called on the turn, though, we can eliminate a bunch of hands. Such right? as, like, uh, naked flush draws that now have a 10, which seems unlikely. Um, bad. Like we were saying, like, the sevens of the world, the queen sevens of the world probably just didn't call the turn very yeah. often. Um so it's not about so we don't even so we're trying to get value out of maybe a few well we wouldn't be getting value out of an eight but an eight could be there a ten could be there sometimes weaker aces could be there of course there are some two pairs that have gotten there too and straights that come in and stuff there's two pairs and straights on the it's turn close. by the way that are going to check call the turn because Elis is going to be the type of player who's balanced and not yes. always check raising those hands that's probably true that's probably true so are you are you advocating for a check back no I just think. I think it's close. I think it's. I think you have to bet, especially against elite competition. You have to find your thin value where you can. Yeah. But it's rough. It's rough. I agree with you completely. If I was up against non-elite competition, I think I would probably find a check back on this card because I'd be really concerned about what could call me. Yeah. But I think against the elite guys where they're going to find more hero calls, 
Um, they're going to be more balanced in certain spots and stuff like that. That like, I think we can bet more for value. I think once in a while, Eos is going to show up with some very good aces, even like ace, jack and ace 10 that didn't three bet. We're going to see that sometimes. Well, ace too. 10 is bad. Okay, fine. But, but ace, ace, jack, for example, I yeah. think actually can exist. I'm not saying mostly, I think most of the combos of it will have three bet, but I think some of them won't. Yeah. So anyway, what we're saying does go for the bat and he bets pretty big. Yeah. 1.9 into 2.9. Yeah, that's big. Considering especially how thin it is. All Interesting. Right. Well, he's trying to polarize himself, I guess. Yeah. Well, Elis can't call. No. Right? Not with the seven. No, no call in here. But he does block the third nuts. I mean, we talked about this on the turn, yeah. right? It's like, well, you could decide to check raise the river, and I it's guess. It's stronger now. It's stronger now than it would have been had he done the turn. Yes. It's very strong now. Uh, he, he does it. He's going he to do it. Of course he does. <laughs> he checkraises <laughs> okay. to 6.9 million, 4 million more. All of Vogelsang's stack, all the bananas, all the mangoes, some of the strawberries. First of all, let me just say, whatever happens, what a great, awesome play. What this a is. baller. This is, this is so cool. This is great. This is like, a baller play. Vogelsang bets half a stack on the river after already having put in all this money, gone bet, bet, bet. No, it's not half a stack. He bets 1.9 of his 5.9. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Bets a third of a stack. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, 1.5 is 5. All right. That is not exactly the same, is it? He, Vogelsang has put in almost half a stack, though. Yes. Um, by the river. And we're going to check raise all in with one medium pair and the gutter blocker. Yeah. Not a, the blocker, I should just say. I, I think this is all about the blocker situation yeah. here. Not just the six, but also the seven. We block a seven. We block a set of sevens. I think that's important. Oh, interesting point. So we, we get extra blocker value yeah. there. That's a another two pair hands. By the way, we block like seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. Seven, we block two pairs. We oh. block. We block straights. It's a it's a pretty good blocker hand. It is not a bad blocker hand at all. Maybe that's why Elis decides to do this. If you're I, gonna if you're gonna have check raise bluffs, maybe this is like the first type of hand you should be looking for. Also, we don't have a diamond in our hand, which is kind of great. Yeah. Although we can beat diamonds that right, missed. but it's just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we're never calling. No, we can't call. Well, I guess we could against certain players, but not against Vogel saying. No. And probably not against most players in the right. world. Right. So the diamonds do matter because we're never calling. The diamonds do matter because we're never calling. Because we're never going to win by calling. I mean, we could win by calling. But we're not going to. Like, that's, I'm, there's, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. I don't really get it. What I'm saying is it's still good to not have a diamond. because like, And like I know we could win by calling against diamond draws that missed. But that doesn't really matter ultimately. Well, all that matters is that we don't block the diamonds because we want when our check raise happens for us to win. And that's more likely because Vogelsang could have more right. diamonds because we don't have a diamond. And if our only choice is this is where you're yeah. going with is like it's binary now. If yeah. call isn't going to be one of our choices, then we really want to not block diamonds. Yeah. Even if like we're beating them since the yeah. only way we, we actually win the pot is to raise. Yes. I guess. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. We keep that range a little bit more full of hands that are going to fold. So is this a good play? I think it's a good play. Yeah. I think it's a good play. I mean, if you're Vogel saying, okay, he's got ace queen, that's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Let's say you have a slightly better hand than ace queen. Let's say you have ace four. Ace four. Let's say, I was going to say like eight, nine, or sorry, seven, eight, or yeah. ten, ten, eight, or something like that. I think ten, eight is a hand. Uh, we maybe could have seven, eight for sure. We could play this way. Yeah. It sucks to have seven, eight right now. Oh, yeah. Like ace four. I mean, it sucks. It sucks to have a lot of things. What is Elis repping here? Is he repping? Is, what's the weakest hand he can do this with? Ace, yeah. ace eight? I'm wondering, can we ever beat value with ace four specifically? Because you brought up ace four. Like, can we be, does Elis ever have a worse two pair no. than aces up? I don't think Probably so. Probably not. Not when right? Vogelsang bets these sizes on turn. Yeah. Right? 
Probably not. That's why. I, that's why I said Ace Eight. I feel like Ace Eight is like the bare minimum that Elis could consider okay. doing this for value with. I think you're probably right. Like with a, if you have Ace Four yourself as Elis, you're like, I mean, he kind of went big and he kind of went big again. And why give him the full double? Yeah. And am I going to get called by? You could at least consider it with Ace Four a shove, right? You could consider it, but that's it. Because I'm because like we're saying, what's he, what is Vogelsang going to do with eight ten right. and seven eight? Maybe he calls, maybe he doesn't. It seems tough. So, by the way, that means ace-queen. This is really tough. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. What is... So, if he is repping ace-eight plus, clearly he could have straights in his range. He could have jack-nine. Um, He's got to have jack-nine of diamonds. With diamonds, yeah. Or so six-nine of diamonds. Yep. Or eight-ten of diamonds. Nah, we don't think he's doing that. Never mind. Uh, we think he's just doing ace-eight plus. So, there's only... That's two combos only so far. Right. But he's got all 16 combos of five-six. Yes. Not, not by the river because he didn't check raise the turn. But he's got some of them yeah. all the way. Yeah. And uh, then he's going to have some sets, right, that he's going to play this way throughout? Not too many, but some. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe like two total combos of sets. Okay, sure. Like we can give him something like that. That's the value we're concerned about, as Vogel's saying. Well, geez, when we say that, there aren't very many combos of most of that value, I got to say. Like the diamond stuff that turned into a straights is, uh, or two pair no, just straights, actually, is two combos. The five, six, there's some combos, but didn't raise the turn or the flop, which might have done both. And, of course, the sets, we think there's very few combos also. Now, of course, there also, there also is ace, eight, which could be there, but as you made a pretty strong argument for, you think that's going to be a three bet at least some of the time pre-flop. Yeah. And that means every other ace that's better than ace, eight, ace, 10, for example, exactly, in fact, or I guess ace, king, but that would never be doing this here, um, would also be three bets pre-flop at least a fair amount of the time. I mean, yeah, but there's some balance there, obviously. He's going to not always three bet. Like right, but, there are, but we can cut down on a number of those potential yeah. combos, for sure. I'm just saying there isn't a lot of value combos here. Right, but you just have to give him a ton of bluff combos randomly then? I, I don't know about randomly, but yeah. we have to give him, we have to figure out what is he, what could he do? What could he play like this? That's a bluff. I think it's exactly these types of hands. It has to be paired and gut shot hands. I think gut shot alone is not enough to check call the turn. It could be a diamond draw and gut shot on the turn. It could be that also. Yes. I think it's more likely pair and gut shot because we bet so much on the turn, but sometimes he's going to have the diamond draw and gut shot. If he's this guy, you know, he's the, the super beast yeah. type guy. Sometimes, but those are often check raises on the turn. Yep. They absolutely are. And sometimes on the flop, by the way. Right. So it feels like six seven, five seven, six eight, five eight, four five and four six are the most likely combos. Yeah. Which is a fair amount of combos. He's not gonna do that every time with these hands. Though. Could he do something super sick? Like this is this is too sick. He couldn't do this, right? He couldn't have like ace five and do this, right? Because the ace is just too good. Top pair's probably too good. I don't know. That's what happened in that limitless hand? You know, that's, right. that's where limitless just I know. out of nowhere donk shoved the river with, with top pair ace 10 Super on, a, weird. on a board that paired on the river to try to fold out a, a chop. Turned out he folded out a flush. Um, I mean, if, if he has plays like that in him, which maybe he does, he's super elite. Maybe he does. That changes things. Now, now we have to like, now there's more fives and sixes that we're beating or more, more hands. Sorry, more bluffs that we're beating. I mean, that's, that's one end of the component. Sure. 
I think though we have to assume if Elis is really this elite guy, he's balanced enough. Yeah. Like maybe not as balanced as Vogel saying, cause maybe nobody's as balanced as Vogel saying. <laughs> sure. But he's balanced enough that we can't just like be like, well, I can think of all of these hands that are bluffs. Therefore he's 90% bluffs. And I call with everything. Like, right. You can't do that. That's fair. So we go back to distribution. That's the only, I'm not so sure move. that's going to turn up favorably for us here. Agreed. With ace queen. Yeah. Like what is the worst hand we're betting for value on the river? We're not betting ace five for value. No, right? no chance. Ace nine. I think ace nine is probably about as, as bad as to it gets. get called by Ace five, ace six. That's close, man. I agree. That's it's fucking thin. close. It's thin. A hero call with a 10 of diamonds, something like that. There's I don't not know, a lot. man. There's not a lot. We debated ace queen. We did, but I felt like, but you, and you came around on that one too. Um, yeah, we're definitely betting ace Jack, right? For sure. We're betting ace Jack. Maybe not 1.9 million though. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe, maybe there's a way to like protect ourselves. We, we're going to size it the same. I'm not sure. This is low in our distribution. It is we definitely have, low in our distribution. We have all sets on the board. Yeah. We have all straights on the board. We've got all the two pair. Not all. we got a lot of two pair on yeah. the board. Like literally, we have 16 combos of 5-6. We might have 16 combos of jack-9. We might have 16 combos of 6-9. We might yeah. have every single combo of set available. We might huh. have... We certainly have every aces up available. We have 7-8. We have... Uh, potentially eight ten, we have potentially seven ten, but maybe not that one like that is so many fucking combos of hands that are better than this oh by the way we have ace king like yeah this is low in the 1.9 million <laughs> bet distribution you know you know what else too like we also don't block anything here nope we, now we, we don't we don't block, have a diamond in our hand we block aces up we don't have a diamond in our hand which is good yeah um but we don't have if we had like ace nine at least we'd be blocking the straight yep or ace jack, we're blocking the straight. Ace queen blocks nothing except not having diamonds. Aces up and a set of aces we block. Okay, fine. Yeah, but like those are they're rare. Yeah, not not a huge aces up a little more of a thing, but like set of aces not something we're going to be too worried about. There's one combo, and he would have had to slow play it pre and slow play it all the way to the river. Possible, but I don't think we have to be too worried about that. I think this is a fold by, distri- by distribution. By distribution, this has to be a fold. This has to be. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm just going to spoil what happens. Yeah. Vogel saying tanks and does not fold. Yeah. He calls, he goes all in. Yeah. He calls. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about that? So what's going on here that he decides to call when at least by distribution, everything about this seems to demand a fold. Like ACE five is a better call than ACE queen, right? ACE six is a better call than ACE. Queen. Yeah. I don't know if we take this line with those hands. So maybe, maybe we can eliminate those. Yeah. But ACE Jack is clearly a better call than ACE queen. Yeah. So what do you think? What's going on here? Ace Jack is only a better call than Ace Queen if we have Ace Jack with the Jack of Diamonds. Uh, interesting point. Fair enough. Fair but enough. that doesn't matter because of all of the two pairs sets and straights that we can have. And we don't block anything right. meaningful, like you said. Right. So what's going on here has to be that Vogelsang believes Elis over bluffs. Yeah. That so, has to be it. So when you said, let's assume he's balanced yeah. and all that. Vogelsang doesn't assume that. He's like, I've seen this guy. He's like, he just puts pressure on people. And yeah. And I'm not going to fault as a result. And that has to be it, right? It seems like that has to be Because distribution does not say call. Agreed. This feels like a very clear... Like, if you're not up against, like, someone who's crazy bluffy or is elite, this is an insta-fault, right? Yeah. Like, the fact you're even betting is, like, questionable. But the fact that you got check raised is, like, you just throw your hand away right away and be like, yeah, I was bluffing. Yeah. You just lie about it. Um, now, against the super elite... That still feels like a fold most of the time. And if we're up against Bryn Kenny right now, are we really are we really calling? I don't feel like I can think of any player that I'm calling against because the super spazzy guys aren't gonna 
check raise the river mostly. They're going to find different ways to put more money in earlier. Right. right. They're usually going to check raise flop or turn or lead yeah. or something like, the, like that. The bad spazzy guys aren't going to take this line that Elos took as a bluff very often. It's also asking a lot to be like, okay, like to do it as a bluff means you need me to bet the river. Like if I have ace queen and yeah. I'm thinking about like, should I even bet this at all? Like I'm thinking, I'm considering it means like, like you needed me to bet. Like I could just check back and I like, so like, that's a lot. Obviously there's some great players who will absolutely take advantage of these spots and see them for what they are. But man, this there's, feels like, it feels like it must be that Elis is, is unbalanced. There's something going on with Vogel saying that we don't understand yeah. because we always consider him like this GTO bot, but he, he goes way outside of GTO in, in at least a couple hands that we've done before in ways that seem exploitative and seem like weird and almost bad, but he's right most of the time. Now, right. there was a time he was wrong really badly against, I think it was Justin Bonomo, where he had like pocket fives. Oh, yeah. Was, it was like in con- King I, Jack against pocket fives. It was fives. like I couldn't consider how he could possibly be right in that hand, and he was wrong. Yeah. And that was not, that was not within GTO limits or anything. That was a weird play. There's also the hand against Olashemian, where he folds queens, queens which is like distribution wise, you can never fold queens. It seems like a terrible fold, and yet he was right. And this is the opposite, right? Where distribution wise, you can never justify a call against a player who knows what they're doing. Right. Now, of course, GTO, anyone who's playing GTO, you're supposed to be modifying based on your sure, opponent. Sure, of course. So I assume that's what he's doing. So he's like, okay, against this player, I've got to widen my calling range when he check raises, and I'm going to widen it by you know this percentage or this many hands or something like that. And that's how he's like keeping it GTO, right? Um, Maybe his betting range against Elos on the river is like much wider. It, it goes down to like tens, you know, like he does. He bets. <laughs> I mean, it seems impossible. How could it he does. do that? I, I'm just trying to find a way yeah. to, to find a reason why he would call. Maybe he's betting this much with ace deuce on the river. Maybe. Maybe he's just betting all aces because he thinks Elos is either going to check raise a lot as a bluff or and hero call a lot. Maybe he just thinks that. Maybe he's seen that a lot. And he's like, I'm being super exploitative here. Well, I think Elos was probably surprised when he saw what he got called by. I would be pretty upset if I was Elos. Right? I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, I did everything right. This was this was an incorrect. Like this is such an above the rim play by Elos. Yeah, it seems. And then for Vogel saying just to, I understand he tanked, but to snap it off must just be like heartbreaking. Yep. Where it's yeah. like that's exactly the hand that's supposed to fucking fold. Come on. Right. And after the hand, then then uh, Elis is down to twenty three blinds while Vogelsang has ninety seven, and you know then Vogelsang ends up winning. Well, yeah. I mean, fucking Skynet's gonna <laughs> ultimately Judgment Day's coming, yeah. right? I mean, you might have a victory here or there. You might kill one or two Terminators, <laughs> but like... I mean, they they have access to time travel technology. <laughs> There's no way you can win this. They're yeah. just gonna keep sending people back. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what happened to Elos, I guess. Because I don't know, man. This has to be dependent on, on Vogel saying's read on Elos over bluffing. Has to be. It's, uh, there's, and this is online. Yeah. So there's no physical tell or anything like that. It, it feels like, yeah, it's, it's just he knows Elos is going to take every blocker and do this. You know what I mean? And, that's, and that's that. And fair enough.